0: Hello, and welcome to episode 22 of the Avatar Hour Podcast, your ultimate companion podcast to the world of Avatar. I'm Andre.
1: And I'm Kayla.
0: And this week we will be recapping and discussing chapters 9 through 12 of FCE's The Rise of Kiyoshi. Before heading into the episode though, we do want to warn you that this podcast will be mentioning spoilers for both Avatar The Last Airbender, The Legend of Korra, and Rise of Kiyoshi. However, you are free from spoilers regarding the sequel novel The Shadow of Kiyoshi, as well as any Avatar Universe comic books. Kayla, how are we doing this week?
1: Tired, but that's nothing new, because (laughs) yes...
0: I am feeling one emotion and it is tired.
1: Yes. I just, yeah. That's, and school starts up again for me next week. Um,
0: Yay. Yay. (laughs) Um,
1: And on my birthday, first day of classes is on my freaking birthday, guys. Oh, that
0: fucking sucks.
1: Yeah, just a bit. But at least it's a syllabus day. But also, here's the thing. Sometimes syllabus day means you actually start getting assigned work on that day. So that makes Mm -hmm. me a little bit nervous. (laughs) I remember um, when syllabus
0: week was a thing, and then it was syllabus day, and now there's just it's just the same just as any other the ball, day. You
1: just hit the ground running. You you know, it's no no time to process what you just went through in the last like two months.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly.
1: Like especially because winter break was a little bit longer this year because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and the process of getting students back in, I had to go get to- COVID tested again uh and this time usually i because i've been on campus for the last like month because uh you know for athletes we've been you know i'm on the swim team at my school so yeah it's the shirt for patrons you can see i'm wearing a shirt for it right now um usually i just go right through you know get my q-tip get the q-tip up my nose you know get some brain cells scraped out of my (laughs) noggin and then go on my merry way still sneezing the whole way out but no i had to wait this time to get my q-tip up my nose how about you i've talked a lot about me
0: (laughs) You know I'm doing good we're we are you know last week we were recording the day after a coup, and now this week we were recording the day after the second impeachment the
1: second impeachment
0: again, <laughs> living through very unprecedented times um i am I'm scared because next week we will probably be recording the day after the inauguration, which God knows what's gonna happen after that um
1: uh, protect lady gaga and joe biden and kamala harris because Ka- lady gaga's performing at the, <laughs> the I, yeah, National I saw In- that inauguration i uh, had
0: plans to go to the actual inauguration but then i gotta get tickets and then i was like yeah it's probably a sign and i probably shouldn't go but even if i did get tickets at this point i'd probably be like no nah, i'm not going no
1: that's on. just especially after what happened
0: i'll stay at home and watch the coverage and hope for the best that everything turns out okay. Oh
1: my fucking god! I've never been scared for an inauguration. I've experienced dread before an inauguration. That's what happened in 2016. Yeah, but <sighs> but yeah, yeah. Other than that, <laughs> can we just stop go, living through historic major historical events? For, it's like every day. Like, yeah, it's every like every day. Couple it's of some days. new shit. Uh, Mister Roger, Mister Rogers' wife just died. So that's the that's the news of the day today.
0: I know. <sighs> I'm tired, Grandpa.
1: (laughs) I'm tired. I feel like shit, Eureka. It's a thing I keep seeing people say on uh, Twitter. I'm guessing it's a reference to season 10 of Drag Race, but whatever. I'm not cultured on that, I guess.
0: So let's get into it. We have a we have a small news thing that happened. Uh, so this past weekend, the original Avatar: The Last Airbender voice cast uh, virtually reunited to discuss the show and just hang out. And they've caught the attention of some entertainment outlets for their opinions about the Netflix live action remake of the animated series. And I saw these headlines and I was like, "Oh no, what what the fuck do they say?" Oh and it didn't turn out to be anything like really scandalous. Like it was just like opinions that pretty much everyone else has had, but yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to talk about them. Cause I think they're like worth discussing. Um, D Bradley Baker, uh, the voice of Appa and Momo said, and I quote, I just don't know how you fulfill that any better than this show did. I'm open to whatever they do with the live action series, which I know nothing about, but it's like, well, how do you do this better than the way that it was rendered on the show? I don't know how you do that. I hope you can, which is a solid, i mean solid opinion i think we're all kind of feeling that like what yeah. else will this series be able to do you know
1: if you'd like to hear our thoughts on the live action avatar remake uh series remake you can listen to our second episode on episode season two. one yep episode two season one we tackled all of this you can hear all of our thoughts there
0: yep and then olivia hack the voice actor for ty lee also chimed in with her thoughts and she said and i quote Especially when you're doing the exact same series, but as a live action. You're not adding on to it or expanding the universe. You're doing the same thing, which feels redundant, but I don't know. This opinion, I feel like is just like a little bit unfair because we really don't know what this series is going to tackle in terms of like things uh, that happen outside of the main story. Like we've talked about on the show, apart from episode two, uh, do we need a live action series? Um, we've talked about other things that the show could tackle with the, the time that a Netflix series could provide um, the show. Um, and w- they very well could add and expand onto the universe. And I say that with some excitement, but also some trepidation, because like I said, like we all know, the creators are not involved anymore. So it's kind of like I feel like we're going to have that uh, debate again about what's canon and what's not canon in Avatar. Um but I mean like I understand the sentiment but I think it's just is a little premature and a little unfair to say I, I don't know what do yeah. you think
1: Cuz well here's the thing I mean um well the 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 key thing that D Bradley Baker said was like he says yeah well I don't know how you do better than the way it was rendered on the show I don't know how you do that but I hope you can like he had kind of a you know optimistic outlook on it and again mm. he also did like they these actors do not know what this live action, uh, you know, adaptation is going to entail, um, but like you know, he doesn't make any assumptions with his, you know, that it's not going to expand the universe. And we talked about this on the episode when we talked about the live, you know, the, do we need a live action remake of it where we say that this could be a chance to expand the universe and expand some of the characters. He talked about some potential things that the show could explore, like some more about Uncle Iro's backstory, uh, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure this will come up plenty more times as we anxiously await for some news as to yeah, what... Yeah, it's... I, I mean... How long has it been since it was announced that there was going to be a live action? Well, so outlet? it was announced in 2018
0: and back then. Wait, really? Yeah. It was wow. announced back Yeah, I know. I
1: feel like it was more recent for some reason.
0: No, it was announced in 2018 and it's it's funny because they originally had a 2020 slate release date for sometime in 2020. And not only did that not happen, we don't have anything. News. The only thing that's come out of the show is the creators leaving it. So, well, well uh, like the
1: first the first set of news was that they were going to be on it. That was the first news that I heard of this live action remake. Right, and then uh, then the next set of news is oh, they left and it's gone. <laughs> like-
0: Which I mean, they have. It's weird, and it's it's the that happened like back in August, and we still haven't heard anything from this series i wonder if, if if it's even happening at this point you know i don't know i just wish netflix would like say something about it or like tease some like concept artwork or something People even will eat that up <laughs> we will uh, yeah it'll definitely like stir up the conversation and depending on the artwork it could be a good conversation or background conversation but yeah i don't know like some sort of teaser would be nice you know like
1: just just anything give us a crumb you know
0: yeah, it's just it's just very well. I'm not gonna say it's unlike Netflix because they have literally dropped series and and Netflix original movies with like absolutely no promotion. Oh yeah. But this isn't like just like a Netflix original series. This is like oh, Avatar. Oh no. This is, you know,
1: this is this is like one of the best. You know, it's an adaptation of one of the of probably one of if not the best animated series of all time. Like, there's bound to be, you know, a yeah. lot of attention around it from a lot of people. So.
0: Yeah, so I don't know. We were we are waiting with bated breath on yeah. any news on that front.
1: Well, we've really been enjoying putting together extra bonus content for all for you guys over on Patreon. And if you're interested in joining us for as little as one dollar a month, that's not that's not a joke. We can you can literally join us for one dollar a month. Um, you can join us on patreon.com slash the avatar hour podcast. So this week's episode of our flagship benefit avatar after hour. Andre and I will be doing Avatar personality quizzes to find out which Avatar character we are most like and what kind of bender we would be. And that Patreon benefit is available at the $5 Air Acolyte level. So
0: Yeah, this I'm really excited about because um, we will be doing the BuzzFeed personality quiz, which is mm-hmm. notorious for making you choose... Um, between some very controversial choices um, it's <laughs> so it's been a hot will, minute
1: since i've taken that so. yeah
0: i i don't think i've ever taken it uh either of the quizzes i don't think i've ever taken but um yeah we will be completing those quizzes like in sync simultaneously um and also kind of discussing the controversial choices that we're gonna have to make for those quizzes but yeah that's gonna be really fun uh that's on patreon.com uh slash the avatar hour podcast for five dollars at the air acolyte level avatar after hour
1: and also, you can get access to our Zoom recordings uh, at that level as well, so you can hear us yep. goof around and uh, hear all of our goofy outtakes of us messing up on our script, and <laughs> you know, uh, us. You know, one of the things that we we're starting to, we've been doing is like introduce, like we press record and we start introducing ourselves, like Trixie and Katya. Uh. So yeah, yeah. If you want to see <laughs> us get creative with that and attempt to rip them off. You can watch that there.
0: Yeah, we would add it as a Patreon benefit, but we don't want World of Wonder coming for our ass, so.
1: <laughs> we don't have that kind of money, guys.
0: All right, let's go ahead and dive into the chapter recaps for The Rise of Kiyoshi. Let's start with chapter nine, Desperate Measures. Um, so now that the word is out about how Kyoshi could be the actual avatar, she's receiving a lot of VIP treatment in the mansion. Um she meets with Heyron, who gives her a test to see whether or not she is a firebender. And this is really interesting. So according to Heyron, this test is usually given to Fire Nation newborns to determine whether they are firebenders so they can make sure they don't, you know, like light things on fire left and right if they are. Um, she also says it's supposed to take seconds for newborns to create sparks. So huh. she gives Kiyoshi um, like bark and cotton mixed with special oils and asks her to breathe and feel her inner fire saying that if the tinder lights then she is a firebender. So this is really cool. Like I thought this is a very like world building. Love the world building Come and on, I also world love building. I also love how like um it's very much like a firebender trait to like be like this kind of ingenious about things. Like they have to like make sure that if if like these these newborn children are firebenders that they're not like again shooting fire off left and right so they had to make this test to see whether or not they are an actual firebender and i I never even thought that they would have to do something like that
1: yeah i never thought that either i was like what like what would that be like you know you find out your kid's a firebender uh you know like what does that mean to like do an extra set of baby proofing the house you put flame retardant all you know line the house is flame retardant i don't know i,
0: I guess it, it's just like the parents need to keep an extra eye on the child or something i don't know or I maybe mean, in the fire nation you have to like register your child as a firebender or something like that
1: wow yeah, yeah. i mean i, I know, could totally see that happen be, that would be
0: <sighs> i mean compared to like the earth king you know the fire nation is small enough where they could do that you know yeah. I imagine they have some sort of registry like that. Um, But yeah, but apparently this test is not foolproof because after several minutes, Kiyoshi cannot do it. And she asks, um, like, Jinju if Yun passed the test, if he did this test and he passed it. And Jinju just kind of, like, leaves in a fit of rage. So we're kind of into this obviously he did not you know we
1: know who the we know who the actual avatar is if you've watched any of the series you know who that she that kiyoshi is the avatar but you know the rest right. of the world doesn't quite you know exactly and
0: it just f- yet. from kiyoshi's like point of view it further mystifies everything like she tries to get answers but at every turn she's just shroud- it's just shrouded in more mystery like the actual truth um
1: like she, like, she comes up and then fall like, and then, like she kind of like falls short of that kind of expectation that like, comes up again yeah. and then you know it's, on yeah. it's like on and
0: off again. And they're going to have to go to Desperate Measures.
1: No <laughs> <well>, credits. <laughs> to
0: find out who it is. No well, um, credits. <sighs> so later on, we're with Kiyoshi and Yun in one of the libraries. And Yun begins to apologize to Kiyoshi about his reaction. um, The last chapter to finding out Kiyoshi might be the avatar. Saying that he knows she never meant for it to happen. Which is very sweet. You know, uh, very Good reasonable him. of him. Um, Yun also goes on to explain that being the Avatar's mentor is a cutthroat business so he talks about how like um, the reason he and Jinju like go on these like expeditions and journeys to the Four Nations is to kind of publicly display their relationship in that Jinju is his Sifu and then like that's it so there's no way you can try to break these two up. Um, because there's a line of people wanting to be the Avatar's guide because obviously it brings them a, some sort of power. Well, I mean, um, we've
1: seen that, like as we as described in previous chapters, that you know Jinju, like his, you would find Jinju's seal, you know, mm-hmm. on more official documents, and you'd find the kings of the Earth Kingdoms, you know.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And and then Yon mentions this. He says that if Kiyoshi does turn out to be the Avatar, it would render all of the deals and treaties he's made and signed void, and that the world could be thrown into chaos, which we talked about in the last episode. Which
1: answers our question from the last episode. So Right. There, there you go. Yeah. That is your answer.
0: Like we were talking about how when is the right time to to find out. Cause I mean obviously, like, they this had to be made public as soon as as soon as possible before Yun went out and signed more treaties and made more deals with people purporting to be the avatar you know so it it's you kind of wonder like at the end of the day like whose fault is it really that the world could fall into chaos you know
1: yeah yeah I mean, Um, much just the avatars role is important. You know, they can't control everybody in the world, so. Exactly,
0: exactly. Um, So they try to shift away from the subject, and Yun notices fire lily petals on top of a medicine chest. And we learn about this inside joke that they have with one another because the smell of fire lilies reminds them of the time they almost kissed each other. So basically, (laughs) I know, shocker. Basically, what happened was, you know, Yun was in, like, he was, like, laying his head into Kyoshi's lap, and she was, like um just like letting like fire lily petals fall into his face like in a pay- playful manner and they like both got the sense that they were going to kiss each other um and this <laughs> when i was reading this i was like bisexuality confirmed
1: yeah exactly
0: <laughs> i love that i love that even though we find out from the comics that avatar kiyoshi both lo- loved both men and women it's nice for the text to like confirm that you know
1: well, i mean like here's the thing with like the Avatar, like, they've been different genders and different, you know... They've been different genders. You know, I think that there shouldn't, like, all the Avatars be some degree of bisexual or pansexual? You, would That's, think. My head canon. That's my headcanon. That's my headcanon, personally.
0: <laughs> yeah, you would think. I don't know. I mean... I don't know. That's mm-hmm. interesting. I do wonder, though... I mean... I was thinking, like, so what is, like, the role that, like... um homophobia takes place in this world basically i'm wondering if they're going to come up against that in these books
1: well i mean like in our world other cultures had you know different understandings of gender identity and sexual orientation you know Mm -hmm. like gay people trans people non-binary people have always existed just under different labels and stuff like that you know different understandings of it and you know colonization changed all of that so you know
0: so Yun tells her that if she does turn out to be the avatar he will be glad that it's her Again, another sweet gesture from Yun. I think he like Good really feels him. bad about how he kind of reacted. Um, That's not and- an
1: easy thing to do, though, because you know, I mean, in his position, like you know, his like all the things that he's been working for, and look, and like we kind of find out he's kind of been tortured through his training, all that stuff that he's been tortured mm-hmm. and trained for, and primed for, and you know, all of this stuff, uh, you know, and signing treaties and all that stuff, only to find out that someone else that he's not actually the one for the job it's someone else that's yeah. that can especially when that someone is someone you are you know really close with that cannot be easy and he seems to be
0: taking it pretty well but yeah
1: all things considered
0: yeah um and then he finally reveals that Jinju has a trip planned for them both um dun, dun, dun. I did I didn't want to step a couple of steps backward because I, I did want to mention that they keep mentioning how one of Uh, yun's hands is sort of like stained from the ink um from like the treaty he was gonna sign with tagaka and it keep the text keeps mentioning it and i feel like there's gonna be something with that like i feel like there's something important happening there you know because like it's it's like it's kind of like a tattoo isn't it like if if the the ink got into his hands like that like he basically has a tattoo so I don't know. Yeah. I thought that was interesting.
1: Well, I mean, if it's uh, the book, that, I mean, it's you know, it's like watching any kind of movie or re, you know, reading any book, and they keep on referring to something, you got to keep it you know, exactly over and over exactly. again. It might seem insignificant; it's probably not going to be insignificant.
0: Yeah. All right. So that's chapter nine. Let's move on to chapter ten: The Spirit. So Jinju Yun and Kiyoshi travel on Peng Peng to an undisclosed location, and Yun asks his mentor whether or not he plans to try to invoke the Avatar State to find out which one of them is the real Avatar. Uh, Jinju immediately dismisses the notion completely saying that if the avatar doesn't have conscious control of the avatar state, then they would turn into a human natural disaster, which we have seen happen. Um, He speaks from experience as he recalls the time they went on an outing with avatar Kurik so he could practice entering the avatar state. And when Kiyoshi, I think it was Yunda, asked him like what happened, he says like, well, he basically destroyed like a small Island. Um, And you're like, Bug. And what? it doesn't mention it doesn't mention like how old he was either, um mm-hmm. so I don't know. I it's don't know. If...
1: Katara and Sokka are lucky to be alive. <laughs> Let's just say that. Right, and it it begs the question too. Like, are
0: there people in this universe that are specifically trained to trigger the avatar state? Like, we kind of see a little bit of this in the Earth King, or not the Earth King episode. The uh, the first episode of season two of Avatar The Last Airbender, and there seems to be, like, some, like, sages that, like, try to trigger the Avatar state. Didn't and I don't know if that's just, like, the them row, yeah. pulling shit out of their ass, or it's, like, <laughs> things that they've tried with other Avatars. But, I mean, like, if they have people to train specifically each element, I wonder if there's if there's people that their specialty is training the Avatar into entering the Avatar state. Like, I feel like wow. that kind of thing has to be, like, studied and yeah, like, I mean, know... there is
1: that, that is, there is that, uh, the guru from season two also who, you know, kind of taught yeah. me how to access his, you know, access the avatar state. Oh, that's true. Chakras. that's true. Yeah. So, um, am there's depth, so there's definitely canon confirmation that there is expert, there are experts out there. And plus, I mean, I know that Korra, uh, you know, the use of the, the I think it's mercury, the poison from season three, mm-hmm. um, that triggered the avatar state and ultimately was supposed to kill her, um, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. There's probably other things that can trigger the avatar state like, like that. Um, yeah. It I don't imagine. Yet, obviously, but
0: I, yeah, I don't imagine they tried to do something like that with Kirk. They probably, it's probably just like a matter of like meditation or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I don't really know. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, so they land on a remote mining settlement and arrive at what Jinju calls an important locus of earth and spiritual energy and tells them that they are there to ease the suffering of a spirit that was awakened by the environmental devastation. And at first, I was like, "Hey, bye!" Like,
1: yeah, we wrote But then again, like the destruction that was seen in, you know, Atla was from the Fire Nation destroying it because you know colonization, but which
0: I mean is still environmental devastation. Yeah, of
1: course. No, it's yeah. just a different. I guess. Different spirit, perhaps. No. Yeah. But I mean, we both know he's kind of a liar, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just thought I just thought that was interesting. Um, so. No, it was
1: definitely an interesting kind of call. I mean, I'm not sure if it was intentional or not, but it probably was.
0: Well, there, yeah, there is a lot of like intentional callbacks to to Avatar, so yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, it's like poetry; but... it rhymes. <laughs>
1: God. I had to make a George Lucas reference. That was important.
0: <laughs> so, uh Jinju leads them to a terrace, sits them both down, instructs them to meditate. And Begins to burn incest around them to invoke the spirit into showing itself. Um, and there is a little moment which I, I did chuckle at where Jinju is like, Does anyone care to fire bend this for me? And they <sighs> and Yun and Kyoshi just kind of like stare Look blankly at, at him, yeah. and he's like, It was worth a try. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was it's yeah, another I mean, another... Hey, even
1: the bad guys get to have you know humor, you know, <laughs> exactly,
0: exactly. Um so he he starts burning this incense, and they both get a little loopy um and they start joking about like what would happen if like neither of them were the avatar and then Yun says he needs to share something important and serious with her, but when kiyoshi opens her eyes, she still sees him meditating so are they having are they talking to each other through like some sort of spirit connection?
1: that part kind of confused me too, not gonna lie. I just kind of thought that it was like uh. I don't know, like talking out of the corner of their mouth like this when they're trying to meditate. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that was about. But what do you think this this thing he needs to share with Kiyoshi is?
1: Uh, we're being poisoned. <laughs> that's probably what, that's what I was thinking that he was going to say. Oh, I thought he was going to tell her that they were being poisoned because remember he re- he was able to recognize that you know which will right. which you will talk about. Uh, but you know.
0: Oh, I didn't. I didn't put that together. Yeah, probably.
1: That is rather important. You know, yeah, true. we're we're being poisoned. That's kind of important.
0: <laughs> um, Kyoshi then turns to the side of the mountain where she sees a great glowing eyeball the size of a wagon wheel staring back at her. Um, uh, terrified, nightmare. she tries to run away, but she seems to not be able to move. Jinju greets the eyeball as Father Glowworm and refers to the spirit as Architect and asks the spirit for their help in identifying whether Yun or Kyoshi is the avatar. I had to read this passage several times because I don't, <laughs> I kept thinking I was like reading it wrong because mm-hmm. I was at first imagining a floating green eyeball and then I kept reading it. I was like, oh no, I'm right. That's what it's supposed to be. It's um,
1: like the, like the, yeah, the on or something. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Except it's like green and slimy.
0: Yeah, it's really weird. But um. Yeah, so then the spirit like feels like disrespective and he said that ever since Code the Face Dealer, humans think that they can just demand answers from the oldest and wisest spirits. Um, which again another cool callback. Um and he says that he will need both of their blood to determine the truth, to which Jinju says that he is aware of that because of Avatar Kurik's private journals. So this was interesting to me only because like it confirms that Kurik not only went to Ko. But he apparently also went to the spirit Father Glowworm.
1: Well, so I'm like we do later find out that he, that Father Glowworm, also wants revenge on past lives of the Avatar. So that would, make yeah. Sense.
0: And I'm just like, what fight does Kirk have with these various spirits? I mean, obviously, co is obvious. Co is <laughs> obvious, but like, why did he go to this spirit, and what other spirits did he go to? You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's really weird. Um, so then the spirit uses vines of green slime with human teeth embedded into it to attack them. Nightmare and this fuel. is terrifying. <laughs> um, young goes to shield Kiyoshi citing his poison training with master Amok. So yeah, I, that seems to make more sense. So he knew he was being poisoned and he was able to kind of, um, like princess bride it where he like, had like trained himself by little bits of poison. <laughs> so now that he's immune to that sort of stuff, um, so the spirit manages to bleed both of them and decisively identifies Kiyoshi as the Avatar. And what and that sent I full body chills when it said it's her, it's the girl, she's the avatar. Yeah, and same here. I wanna yeah, I wanna read what happens next in the book because it is just another testament to FCE's writing. I just think it's so beautiful and so effective. But this is what the book says. Kiyoshi and Yun were looking at each other in the eye when it happened, when she saw Yun's spirit break inside of him. He had been lying to her with his body and his smile and his words this whole time. He thought it was him, truly and utterly. He never once entertained the notion that it might not be him. Any kindness and warmth he had shown to Kiyoshi since the iceberg hadn't been signs of his acceptance. They'd been layers of armor that he'd furiously assembled to protect himself, and that armor had failed. Piece by piece, Kiyoshi saw the only young she'd ever known, the boy who was the avatar, slough and flake into nothingness. His mantle had been stripped from his shoulders, and the shape underneath was merely wind. Jesus Holy Christ shit that
1: is devastating.
0: And you could feel that. You could like with every fiber of Yun's being, like it's just touches again on the the fact that we keep seeing an avatar about how the identity of being the avatar is such a huge thing, the same way people's identity becoming a bender is the same way. Like, it's just, like, a part of their being. So it's not unlike, you know, the people who lost their bending in Legend of Korra. They lost a part of their identity. And that's what's happening with Yun. Like he he put all these these hours into studying the past avatars and studying. He was
1: tortured, like I said. Yeah, tortured. A few minutes ago, he literally tortured. Poison practice. Uh, you know, literally running across freaking nails. I know I keep talking about, it, but that's fucked up, pal. Like and
0: all of it was for nothing. It was for nothing.
1: Like, that was, like, light- we lightly touched upon it, like, saying, like, this is definitely not easy for him. But then you see that he was not, you know, any signs of kind, any kindness or warmth he had shown to Kiyoshi since the iceberg hadn't been signs of his acceptance. They had been layers of armor that he furiously assembled to protect himself. And that armor yeah. failed. So it wasn't just, like, him genuinely saying, you know what? It's all fair and square. You're the avatar. No. This was yeah. just. Wow.
0: It did. You don't get the sense he ever doubted himself for a second. Like, when this happened, he was like. Okay, you know, like, like maybe there's a chance, but it's definitely still me, you know. But now that it's not, like, he's just completely an early He was destroyed. not ready. He was not ready for. No, that. he was not ready. So Yun lets her go, and he is pulled into the spirit cave as Jinju pulls Kiyoshi away to safety. And suddenly, Kiyoshi breathes fire. Another thing that sent <gasps> full body chills. That was so freaking cool.
1: Like, there's so many moments that trigger chills, and I'm sure that, and I'm sure we'll. I, I, I'm gonna guess probably the next chill-inducing mm-hmm. moment is probably gonna be the same one for both of us at the end of the chapter. Yeah. Am I right? Am I? You mm-hmm. feel- yep. <laughs> like, gotta get
0: a chill counter going.
1: <laughs> like, there's like, I mean, here's the thing with the uh the av like with the um, you know, Kyoshi breathing fire it just reminded me so much of Korra, you know, with uh when she was fighting Zaheer, like. Mm-hmm. Yep. That kind of, you know, just I, I just had that image of Korra full avatar stay, you know, breathing yeah. fire. Like, that got me in the same, like, it's so cool. feeling. It's
0: so cool. So cool. That
1: same scene kind of made me feel like this scene and Korra fighting. Uh, so this is the beginning of Korra's fight with Zaheer uh, with the, the, you know, the poison. Mm-hmm. They got they had me feel the exact same way. Like, this is like people, like, you know, very powerful people being brought to one of their lowest points. And just you know going absolutely crazy
0: it's just so avatar and i love it i really love it um please um, say
1: we do love the book if you can't tell we love the book and we love that i mean yeah we love seeing seeing avatar in this way we love seeing avatar in this way you know like Mm -hmm. it's, it's it's very it's very interesting to see moments that would be cool to see in animated form and we'd love to see this animated form but seeing it in like you know written word it's different experience, yeah. very cool. Yeah,
0: and I don't think we would be feeling this way again without like FCE's like technical ability in his writing. Like it's just, I can't get, I can't. It, there's just, he is again. on. he's managed to tune into the same frequency that what makes Avatar so good, and but he's just translated it into text into writing. I just, like, I just Think it's amazing. It's like incredible. No,
1: no visual. All the visuals are coming from you know up here exactly like you know we're filling in the blanks here and he's just guiding us along and wow
0: yeah <laughs> so jinju tries to console her but she instead tackles him down the side of a mountain and attempts to fight him um unfortunately her earthbending is no match for him as he just brushes off every single attack and he laments about how much time they wasted training yun and Kyoshi swears that he will pay for what he did and this whole thing is very brutal because at one point he like um, like puts Kiyoshi in like earth handcuffs and like strangles uh, her. Strangle like uh, tries to suffocate her. Like not not to the no. point of like complete death, but it was like it's a very damn like close. <laughs> yeah, pretty damn close. And I mean, I think there are a lot of moments that solidify Jinji's position as the antagonist of this story. But I think this is this this is maybe not it quite yet, but it it is. The, the the start of it, you know, like the whole Yun thing, like I still could could see it as as just a product of Jinju's like, just the way he is and the way he thinks about the world. But this is going into like more malevolent territory, you know.
1: Absolutely. I also wanted to ask because, uh, you know, I'm kind of taking a few steps back. Do you think Yun's dead? Do you think he's actually dead? No. I don't think so either. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think so.
0: I don't think he is.
1: I mean like Saka was taken by a spirit before, so
0: Right, that's that's why I don't think I, and I think he's too important to the story for him to to go out like this.
1: Something tells me that the the ink on his hand is going to come in handy later. <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. Maybe it's that too. Yeah. I don't think I don't think he's dead. No, I, I think, think they're, dead they're probably going to go rescue him or something or he's just going to show up at a very unexpected place. Or
1: he's going to or he's going to pull like a, you know, winter soldier and be like who the hell's young. <laughs> Exactly. But, I mean, you know, he is
0: a very powerful earthbender. Like, I think he could probably... I mean, if he can, like, withstand, like, the poison and the drugs that Jinju tried to, you know, drug them with, I think he could probably fight his way out of that cave. I don't know.
1: We'll find out, right? Um,
0: So, just then, Kelsong, still wounded from his fight with Tagaka, shows up in an attempt to save Kiyoshi, saying that he broke into Jinju's office and found a map to where they were and was immediately suspicious. And this is where like Jinju's facade starts to crack because this whole time he's been very like stoic and not showing any sort of emotion, but uh, this like, really gets to him. Yeah. Um, Cause I think of his relationship with, with Kelsong, like he's like, I can't leave for five minutes without you thinking I'm doing something suspicious and blah, blah, blah.
1: this is at one point that what's the word? He said that I will regret this happening this horrible thing happening to yun for the rest of my life blah, blah oh blah. yeah and i was yeah, like yeah. you fake bastard <laughs> like
0: yeah it's like the sociopathic nature of saying that with a completely like stoic face it's yeah it's crazy <laughs> um but yeah um jinju tries to like deflect and like it, he's like rejoicing in the fact and he's like like Kelsong, look we finally found the avatar isn't that amazing and Kelsong like you could. It says in the text like that. Kiyoshi could see him process this information very quickly, but he continues to pressure Jinju about where what happened to Yun. And <clears throat> like you said, like Jinju tries to man- manipulate the situation and saying that you know the spirit killed him and he's like devastated. You know what it is. It gives me very much scar from the Lion King. Like it's very much yes. like oh no Mufasa died in the, the gourd in the and Stampede. I'm so devastated. Oh, but we no. must go on. Like it's very it's very much that. Um mm-hmm. Well now that I think about it, they are very similar villains. Um, so then Kelsang declares him as unfit to guide the avatar and says that he will be taking Kyoshi with him. And then he attempts to, uh, attempts to attack Jinju.
1: Can I read the, can I read the passage though? sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Like, yeah can yeah. actually read like this, this next part? Cause yes, it like, 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 this also gave me chills. Uh, yes. I, there's a lot of chills going on, you know, every five seconds. I'll be like, <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but they weren't fighting the same fight. Kelsong meant to blast his friend away, to knock the madness out of him, to overwhelm him with the least amount of harm done in the way of all air nomads. Jinju shaved off a razor flint no longer than an inch, sharp and thin enough to pass through the wind without resistance and slice at where his victim was exposed and vulnerable. A spurt of blood came from the side of Kelsong's neck from a finger-length cut so clean and precise that it was almost elegant. Like, (laughs) I read that part and i was like it was like simba you know simba watch no like <laughs> You know, that's like, I mean, for an Avatar death, I mean, I know there's a lot of really horrible deaths in Avatar, especially if you look at Legend of Korra, but yeah. this one, we haven't seen someone, you know, die like that. Usually it's like uh suffocation or, you know, murder, suicide, impalement, yeah. impalement. Uh, <laughs> you know, crush to death, uh, electricity. No, we never get someone's throat cut open on Avatar because they wouldn't allow that on a kid's show. So the book <laughs> could do, but th- you pull this off.
0: Yeah, the more these deaths keep happening, I'm just like, if they did an animated series, how would they get away with They would have to change it. Oh, but to what? You know, it. Like he and would then... probably, Jinji would probably have to like crush him to death or something. You know, yeah. I don't know.
1: Here, hold on. I'm trying to find the what they used to describe when Kiyoshi, because this triggers Kiyoshi into going to the Avatar state. You know? So again, the parallels between Aang and uh, Monkey Atsu and Kiyoshi Continues, and Kelsong yeah. they continue. They're foils voice (laughs) i'm trying to find like the how that describes the avatar state because i remember going oh shit (laughs) like what was your reaction
0: it was that it was like i was like oh my god it's happening (laughs)
1: like you yeah it's
0: happening it's
1: happening i stay fucking calm
0: it was like uh, then, then that's when the white glow behind her eyes overtook her her vision yeah. or something. Those
1: are the last things Kyoshi saw before the white glow behind her eyes took over her entire being. And I'm like, oh shit, yeah, it's happening, guys. So they ended up triggering the avatar state after all. You know, like at the beginning of the chapter, they were like, "This is bad. Oh, you ridiculous. We're not trying to trigger the avatar state." Yeah. Dramatic irony, right, guys?
0: Yeah. Well, now it's I w- dramatic
1: irony because we know. <laughs>
0: and I'm wondering too, like, if maybe the reason that Aang was so close to Gyatso was Kiyoshi's relationship with Kalsong. Like, maybe maybe Gyatso reminded Aang's past life, one of his past lives of Kelsong and maybe that's why he reacted the way he did when he found his corpse I mean there
1: is a flashback you know to uh Nakiazo to Kelsong and Kiyoshi uh, and their relationship that kind of reminds me a little bit of Monkiazo and Aang's relationship so yeah you're absolutely right I think you're right on that one
0: so yeah so that's <laughs> so much happened that's that's the end of chapter 10 the spirit um we will be continuing with chapter 11 and 12 after this ad read
1: So a lot happened in the last two chapters. Uh, Well, more so just chapter 10. Uh, You know, two people are technically dead. Yun we don't think is actually dead, but Kelsong's definitely dead. That guy's guy's dead. Uh, So Kiyoshi comes out of the Avatar state, so we don't so kiyoshi does not remember anything that she did she she blacked out like white she whited out i guess in this case you know glowy (laughs) eyes right but uh she comes out of the avatar state to find the area devastated like landslides and everything just like had just like how jinju describes like literally like you said that he would something about he would like you know he's scared to see what an earth untrained earth avatar would do in the avatar state and we just saw what that did jinju's gone she thinks he survived because, you know, super powerful earthbender, but Kelsong's body is nowhere to be found. Um, She kind of describes the scene around her as, like, this time when she saw uh, when, like, a fireworks bender came to her village. Um, She missed the fireworks display because she was sick. Um, And she comes back out to find the, you know, the field where the fireworks bender had set up his stuff had been, you know, decimated. So that's how she described it. Um, Yeah, so the trees are gone. Landslides. Kelsong's body is gone uh, and like I said before it's kind of ironic that Jinju said that they weren't actively trying to kickstart the Avatar state because of said devastation and guess what it actually ended up happening foreshadowing kids that's literary device I was trying to describe earlier Um, excuse me so Kiyoshi then finally feels the weight of the day's events and the deaths and I say death in air quotes for Young, because we don't think he's dead but Kelsong she just literally watched him actually die uh, and she just She fall and just starts sobbing. I mean, I don't blame her. She went through a lot in the last like week. So not only has she just found out she's the avatar, she also lost her her like you know her family, like probably the closest thing she had to a family with Kelsong, and her I mean and one of her best friends, in the span of like, an hour, (laughs) like
0: literally yeah.
1: That's that's a lot, guys. That's a lot. Um, there's a little flashback between this like really sweet moment between Kelsong and Kyoshi where he made himself he used his glider and, you know, he flew on his glider and basically made himself into a kite by attaching rope, you know, like this rope that they scrounged up for Kyoshi and she got to use him as a kite because, you know, other kids had kites and she didn't have one so, like you know, that pulled on the heartstrings a little bit I don't know That's about really you sweet. Yeah. Like it makes me so sad now that he's dead like
0: I mean, I know he was like the <laughs> what's that trope that people use for like uh, the mentor character that is like inevitably going to die because the story needs him to die. Yeah, I, I feel like there the, was a term for that. It,
1: call it the Obi Wan Kenobi effect. I don't know. The, yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> it's,
1: that's what it is.
0: It's, it's he is the Obi Wan Kenobi and she is the Luke Skywalker. Yeah, another Star Wars connection that we keep making on the show.
1: Uh, so she finds um she f- finds Pang Pang, who's right where they left her uh and you know she's kind of want you know kind of like either she's like, like she says either she felt the connection the spiritual connection between them dissipate between you know her and kelsong or she could smell kelsong's blood on her on her i'm like whoa okay like yeah. or she's just wondering well where kelsong is because he didn't come back and that breaks my heart you know, especially, like, when she mentioned, like, spiritual connection. I mean, we see how important the air, you know, the air bison are to the air nomads, especially in season two, yeah. which we keep hyping up here <laughs> for Avatar. You know, when Appa goes missing, you see what what that does to Aang. I mean, you know, how important those air bison are in their relationship, you know. So it makes me sad to see, like, the air bison without, you know, their rider. It makes me sad. Yeah. Yeah so kiyoshi uh ends up riding on pang pang back to the estate uh and she does not even bother like trying to grab the reins or anything she just gets on the saddle and just you know pang just flies back to where the avatar uh, estate is because she just knows where to go yeah and there's
0: this there's this really good line about how even though they stranded jinju kiyoshi felt like any second he would like reach out his hand and like grab her shoulder or something like that like um, the fear yeah, and I oh I forgot to mention the before we went to the outbreak, um I think when Jinju finally kills Kelsong I think that's when he solidifies his position as the antagonist. Yeah,
1: you did see a little sliver of regret, and then then it kind of oh like, yeah
0: oh he didn't talk about that either. I'm so bad at my outline yeah it it did say that there was a flicker of like realization of what he just did, but it's like it's again like Jinju even though he does he does these things, like, he kills, he kills people, he, like, suffocates Kiyoshi. Like, I still find it hard to, like, call him a villain because at the end of the day, his motivation is still to, like, bring in an avatar to bring balance to the world. So it's like...
1: The road to hell is paved with good intentions?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like his methods are villainous, but his motivation is not. So he's just... I'm sure there's up- a
1: word for this.
0: I mean, it's he's just an antagonist. Like that's yeah. what he is, you know.
1: But I mean, a more specific word for like his kind of character that he has, you know, technically good intentions but does some pretty fucked up shit to try to get those intentions. Yeah, I don't know
0: if there is a word for it. I don't know. I just thought that was that was interesting, worth noting. Sorry, continue.
1: No, it's okay. Um, so now she's like she's terrified because she thinks that like like you know like you described it like any minute she thinks that he's going to you know grab onto her again especially with how power we've seen how powerful that guy is so he could Mm -hmm. really fuck shit up so and now we've seen what he's willing to do to her even though he wants to you know train her and do all this stuff and make her the best avatar possible you saw what he did to her like he suffocated her yeah like you you know i don't know you just really feel for her You feel that kind of desperation as she's running back to the estate, and there's no really not many guards around because remember uh, the iceberg incident wiped out a lot of them. Yeah. Um. So she's just you know kind of being left alone. Not many people are talking to her about it, and then all of a sudden she runs into Rangi. Uh. And ooh, it. Uh. So she's like she feels around everything because let's be honest, a lot of shits happening, and she's on the run right now. Yeah. Uh. So she feels around everything, but Rangi doesn't believe her and then like she's like i'm i don't have time for this you know i'm sorry i got to i got to go so she runs up to her room and starts packing so she brings her uh, green battle outfit so like it has like you know kind of the sort of armor that she was uh wearing at the iceberg she brings the leather journal that she, you know one of the ties she had to her parents and her clothes and the trunk that was left with like that she hadn't opened yet um and then it's like it's pouring outside and i don't know about you andre but during this scene mm-hmm. you know like you know like mulan you know the scene from mulan when she like cuts her hair and yeah. like she's like getting like she steals her father's armor and he's getting ready to go fight you know the lightning and the thunder and like yeah. since you know you know what i'm talking about that's what's playing are you
0: talking about this <laughs> yes this
1: it is very much that. It is. Did you get the same vibe?
0: I didn't get the same vibe, but when you when you said that in the notes, I was like, "Oh my god, it is like, <laughs> yeah, definitely."
1: So she's like outside. It's pouring rain. thunder and lightning. You know, quite literally, like the you know the it could not be more obvious with like the weather reflecting the character's feelings. Well, you know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's it great.
0: was also it was also very much. Um, I was getting. I wasn't thinking about the Mulan thing. I was thinking about the storm. Aang was traveling through when he left the air temple
1: oh shit i didn't even think about that
0: that's what i was thinking of Mm. because they kept saying like on her way back to yokoya um she's she saw like the storm clouds gathering in and she there was also that line about how she was she's like i'm gonna go home oh wait not home yokoya i can never be home again. Like, yeah, it's very, very angsty.
1: Um, so she ends up breaking open the chest, and she, I mean, we now know what's inside the chest. And I think we all kind of had an idea. I honestly, I, I thought that it was going to be what ended up being inside yeah. the chest. It's the metal war fans, the makeup, and the headdress that we all know Kiyoshi for with the white makeup, the you know the headpiece, the fans. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm excited to see those now and see how they come into play because clearly she probably, you know, like I remember like I think you said Andre on a previous episode that she might need that for disguise later. So here it is.
0: Yeah. yeah. It was very, very cool. I still want to know like the, if there's like a cultural significance in the world with these like uh, headdresses and the fans and stuff, something like that. I'm sure there is like real world ties to that. Um, but it, specifically in this world. Like where did her parents get it from? what importance was that to them like were they the original kiyoshi mean? warriors yeah
1: so all of these things that we associate with avatar kiyoshi and that's probably partially why because uh, why i thought of mulan during this part because like <laughs> she's getting like the she's got the metal fans now like mulan getting the sword she's got the mm-hmm. makeup you know so it was exciting to kind of see that because we're starting to see her starting to become the badass avatar legend you know origin story begins it's like you know right uh, but you know, kiyoshi
0: wasn't being wasn't like turning into a drag king
1: no so <laughs> not yet well we'll play wig in a box later when that time comes she does put the makeup on if you know play if the get snatch the game in. yeah um so she's getting ready to leave on pang pang and then suddenly rongi shows up and she's like you didn't bring food did you like <laughs> you messy bitch i'm here's all this here's all here's i got these bedrolls like she got bedrolls tents supplies and food and Kyoshi asks her why she's doing it. She's like, I have no idea what's happening, but I'm not going to let you go and die out there. You know, like, I, loyalty. I,
0: I don't know about you, but I love this dynamic, whether it's between romantic partners or friends, where one of the friends is so emotional and so rash and doesn't think of anything in advance, and then the other friend is the complete opposite, very stoic, very practical, very logical. And I just love the dichotomy of those personalities in a friendship or a romantic relationship. It's I just like, think it's so funny.
1: It's like, I will follow you to the ends of the earth with only mild, mild complaining, you know? Well, especially
0: like after like paragraph of paragraph of these like angsty things and it's all very emotional. And then Ronki's like, did you even think to,
1: to bring <laughs> food? To bring, it's like, like at least um, like one of the first things that she says before Kiyoshi goes to leave is like, did you even ex- think about bringing food? messy yeah,
0: exactly it's like in um i don't know if you've seen sweeney todd um but when he's doing that it's whole angsty song in the streets and everything and it's like yeah it's all very dramatic and angsty and then Mess he ends the song and mrs levitt goes well that's all very well but <laughs> like how are you gonna practically do this i don't know i just love it
1: which song is this it's been a while uh epiphany Okay, here's the yeah. thing. I last time I watched, like, I'm in the movie. I've heard a lot of things that the movie's bad, but I haven't watched the movie since high school. Uh, I watched that in this shitty class, but you know, I mean, not to
0: not to veer into a completely different it's room okay. here, but it's it's not that bad. Okay, I wouldn't. I watched- if someone wanted to go see Sweeney Todd, I wouldn't point it to them to that movie. I would point them to. The 2014 uh, Lincoln Center performance that they did, to which I actually went to, that was really fun. And the whole thing is on YouTube, and it's the actual show. So.
1: Okay. I watched like I think it was more of an anniversary concert of Sweeney Todd. That's what I'm uh, talking about. Okay, that's right. I thought. Well, okay, maybe
0: there was a lot of.
1: Patty Lapone machine. she? Okay,
0: no, that was the, the that was the 2005 Kennedy Center. Okay. But that it's... one's good too, you know.
1: <laughs> anyway, anyway. The effects so... were decent. The effects were decent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Let's get back to the to the book.
1: Anyway, anyway, so ronki goes with Kiyoshi, uh and yeah, she's like, I have no idea what's going on, but I'm gonna help you i'm gonna make sure you don't die out there. And so they both take off on Peng Pang. Uh, you know, yip yip, that has been so now we know that, you know, Yip Yip is a confirmed. classic, hundred... <laughs> yip, confirmed hundred, you know, hundreds of years of airbender. <laughs>
0: I want to know air what those Airbenders training. were doing in the age of like Wan, like Avatar Wan. Like, were they uh, even then saying yip yip?
1: Maybe I don't know.
0: Like, it has know. to be like neurological. Like, they trained the the bisons to react in that way, so it just gets passed from bison to bison to bison.
1: I guess I don't know. I'm fascinated though. So that ends chapter eleven when they take off on uh they take off on Peng Peng together. Also, uh, also amazing name for an Air Bison, Peng Peng. That is. What is love it with it. them with cute names? I've already commented on this, but I'm going to comment on it again.
0: <laughs> I love it.
1: Anyway, chapter 12, The Decision. So, you know, big dramatic title right there. So, Rangi and Kiyoshi finally get a chance to process just one of the many <laughs> life-changing revelations that had happened in the last week. And all of the... Actually, you know what? No, nope, not even the last week. The last day. <laughs> the Literally. last, like, two hours, you know? Uh, and the fact that they were processing was the fact that Kiyoshi is the avatar. Uh, Rangi says that they need to find masters that will recognize her legitimacy because let's face it, things are a teeny bit unconventional right now. Um, and Jinji would be checking all the schools that would teach bending to find her. Uh, so they have to find masters under the radar so that way Kiyoshi can, you know, take her rightful place as the avatar, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, figure out bending, because uh, she can do a little bit of fire bending and uh, you know some pretty incredible earth bending under you know dire circumstances. Uh, and she doesn't know how to earth bend little things yet and not that well. So she's got some learning to do and not many and like the pool is getting the pool of people they can pull from <laughs> on this is quite small, right right. I'm funny. interested
0: to see, yeah, I'm interested to see who they find. But there is a line in here where Kiyoshi mentions that she's not going to learn the elements for the sake of achieving balance in the world. She's going to learn the elements so she has more weapons at her disposal when she finally disposes Jinju. Yeah. Which is like, you're reading that and like as an Avatar fan, you're like, Kiyoshi, no. Like, (laughs) Like, you know, like spiritually, like it's not the way to go. But like, I mean... In an emotional standpoint, in the situation, it would make sense for her to think that. But I feel like I feel like the universe is going to actively work against her in that regard. You know.
1: I also think there's like a parallel between Kiyoshi and Egg. Another parallel foils. If you foils. Know, you know, the same. You know, same. The same soul uh you know the fact that kiyoshi and ang both have to train under unconventional circumstances and also mm-hmm. with from a very small pool of masters because both of them have people hunting her Yep. <laughs> so yep. of hunting them <laughs> so
0: i wonder if you could draw any parallels between like roku and Korra. the only thing i could like probably think of is like um both Roku and Korra had to face off with someone who was trying to achieve like worldwide domination. Although I think Kuvira is a slightly watered down version of of Sozin in terms of her ambitions. Like I don't think Kuvira would ever get to the point of committing genocide, but I don't know. She
1: got pushed far enough. She didn't get, you know. Yeah. So Ronki then suggests going to a nearby village and Kiyoshi her not to because she'll only end up in jinju's hands again if they associate with people right. right now uh and then ends up using her authority as the avatar to order her not to and that's the first time she does that and Rangi's i like, would be i would Rangi's be so like, annoyed on, like, like, supposed... behalf. Rangi was like i guess i have to get used to that now uh well then what's even funny is that Kyoshi tries pulling that again with mm-hmm. the avatar authority and she's like because she's like i have to do this alone and then Rongi's like nope i I'm, I'm revoking your order on that one i'm gonna i'm <laughs> sticking with you you're not you know you no, i'm not going anywhere yeah <laughs> so cute i love them so much um and so then she's like well you know what if you're going to be so stubborn like you know like at least let me sleep i've been through a lot of shit today you put a lot of shit on me and i'm you know i'm sticking with you so just let me sleep first you watch you go watch and make sure nothing kills us you know yeah um so rangi's sleeping and we find out she's kind of crying in her sleeves which you know she says hold on there's a line that really stuck out to me i'm gonna try to find it in the book um so there's a line there's a line that says uh you know when she's describing like rangi is crying in her sleep uh with their eyes on each other it was easy to be brave Maybe that's the only way we can get through this, Kiyoshi thought. Just never look away. Damn. Shit. <laughs> feelings. So many feelings, guys. Um, and so then while Rongi is sleeping, she starts practicing her earthbending on she decides, you know, I need to start working on the small things because I can only mm-hmm. earth bend big things right now. So let's try something small. So she uses the clay turtle and she even succeeds in moving it a little bit, you know. Uh she's, you know practicing and then she starts thinking about Jinju and how she wants to kick his ass and destroy him and stop him uh and then she ends up uh, shattering the turtle and it turns into dust and her last keepsake of kelsong blows away in the wind
0: which is you know it's very symbolic because the clay turtle is what brought kelsong into her life and now that he's gone so is a clay turtle it's it does it it's like the these last four chapters there just it's just like one thing after the other it's just like
1: it's like it's like the first like three steps of the hero's journey like (laughs) exactly exactly
0: exactly like the the last the iceberg chapter was like we're gonna give you all the action all the political drama all the political thriller stuff and then this one they were just like we're just gonna just just fucking tear out your heartstrings like
1: Like I, i wrote down that this was an emotional roller coaster and like the first thing i did after i was done was text andre and be like this will punch you in the feelings. And I was right. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, you were. So many emotions. Um, and I mean, just fantastic chapters. Really like, you know, I mean, we keep gushing about how good the writing is, but you know, it's no it's no joke. Like, you know, it's really just the writing there's so many lines that stood out to me we read actually i think this is probably the most we've read from the book since we started probably reading
0: this we've been i think we've been reading for the book with every episode but like i, I mean you ju- we have we've pulled to something directly from the book right well but we have to just outline the amazing writing from fce like wow oh
1: my god um do you have any final thoughts on the chapter before we move on to fandom corner
0: um i feel like the status quo has been changed and I feel shattered. like that this It's been shattered shattered. And I think like this is where turtle. this is where the story really is gonna start. You know? Like I think up till now we've been setting up the characters, setting up um their, you know, wants and needs and emotions and I feel like now is where shit is like really gonna start going down.
1: Yeah. And I am so excited. It was really, really hard to close the book after I was done chapter twelve. Because I, I was gonna I know. do Because I was going to do, like, just read two chapters the other night and then read the next two chapters, like, you know, yesterday.
0: Uh
1: I was like, as soon as I finished chapter 10, I was like, I got to keep reading. I need to know. I I need answers. I don't need sleep. I need answers. Yeah. (laughs) Literally. It's a lot. So that is chapters 9 through 12 of The Rise of Kiyoshi. Andre, would you like to take us into Phantom Corner for the week?
0: Sure. So this is a theory. Um, I, I just got it from Google Images after typing Avatar 3, so I don't know where this originated or her- where this came from. Um, but it says, uh, my theory is that maybe the Avatar pets also reincarnated to accompany the Avatar in that era during their lifetime. It's got a picture of Avatar Wan with his spirit gu- um, spirit guide. Sorry. Uh, animal guide. <laughs> I don't remember the name of... I don't even know what this animal is. Um, Roku with his dragon. Uh, Aang with Appa. And Korra with Naga. Um, and I totally think that this... This the corners
1: d- of my eyes are burning right now because I'm thinking, because I'm like trying not to get up like <laughs> sad about this. Like, it's like a sweet, it's just so sweet, you know, just thinking about that. I've seen this post a few times, and every time, I'm just like,
0: yeah, yeah, I don't I, know.
1: I agree with that, though. I mean, I mean, the avatar, I mean, yeah, I mean, that makes sense, you know. It just makes a lot of sense, especially when you see, like, uh, there's actually a comic about how Korra met Naga. Okay, so I guess I kind of lied because I've already read. I think it was from Free Comic Book Day. This is a short little comic about how Korra and Naga met. And, Mm. like, uh, you know, Korra and Naga, like, she, like, Naga was a wild polar bear dog like she wasn't like a domesticated pet like she was out in the wild and those things right. you know can kill people. Uh so eventually you know she ends up meeting that I think she's uh, I think she was like left behind by her pack or something. Um and Aww. then like they end up weathering a snowstorm together. Um and you know and then like, they re- they're rescued and I mean if I fu- if I fucked up the f- plot I'm sorry but it was re- sweet. <laughs> um but like you know they said like well the avatar like like her parents are, like um I don't think you can keep that, Korra. And then just, they're just like that
0: is so Korra though, like domesticating like a wild, wild animal, a wild yeah, like from the frozen tundra of the South Pole. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's very, very Korra.
1: It's very Korra, and very. I don't know. That's like you know, there's no coincidences in the Avatar universe, so I think that yeah. makes that makes sense to have them be reincarnated together. And then Tracey, so it, it just fills them with like, do you think friendships can last more than one lifetime? Like,
0: yeah, you know? I love it. Cool. So we're going to close on on out of here. If you would like to support us in the show while also receiving some amazing benefits and exclusive content, consider subscribing to us at patreon.com slash the Avatar Hour podcast. Although if you're not able to support us by way of monthly donation, you can also subscribe to us for free on your podcast platform of choice and even leave a review and let us know how we're doing.
1: Yeah, and if you'd like to get in touch with us and let us know how we're doing, uh, you can send in feedback about the show or send in content for Phantom Corner. We love getting memes and theories and stuff we love getting those and read them out loud and we and you know if you send us stuff for fandom corner we'll say your name on the podcast too we'll you know give you a thank you a little shout out for sending us something cool um so yeah you can follow us on social media to send us stuff and like our content uh on facebook and instagram we are at the avatar hour podcast and on twitter we are at avatar hour
0: and if you would like to follow us personally you can find me on twitter at hey it's underscore andre
1: and you can follow me on Twitter at Kayla underscore underscore Gagnon.
0: Cool. So next week, chapters, I believe, 13 through 16. And we are almost, I think that'll be our, no, I was going to say our halfway point. But I think we're like almost. How many like chapters almost, are Kyoshi? I think like 32 or something like that. Okay. Um, I mean, we're almost done it's with January. So, so yeah, I know. Um, But yeah, that's going to be really exciting. Um, If you want to catch up and listen to our recaps of everything before uh, uh, chapter nine, those episodes are posted as well. Um, But yeah, it's been really fun. And we will see you guys next week. Thanks so much for listening. My name is Andre. And I'm Kayla. Bye, everyone.
1: Bye. Thanks for listening.